Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Coming up on the Holderness Family Podcast. He's snoring again, guys. Sleep. I need more of it. Isn't that exciting? Well, it actually kind of is interesting. <laughs> Isn't it? You made weird noises in your sleep. Tell us, educate us, fix us. What's our, what, what is an ideal sleep routine? Get up at the same time every day. And a couple of interesting revelations about how to do it better. You know, I have bad nights here and there, like the night before you're on a podcast. And sometimes Penn gets a late night visitor. The devil's floating over me like, why are you going to bed now? Last night you were up until 3 a.m. And how many Atlanta Braves do you know? I always get to like 85 and by then you I'm just so exhausted. Atlanta Braves? Yeah, yeah I've, been, I've been watching baseball my whole life. Wake up. Time to start the podcast. Hey, I'm Kim Holderness. And I'm Penn Holderness. We are half of the Holderness family. Yes, we have some kids. You sound really cheery and chipper and I'm into it. Well, you know, I got a good night's sleep last night. Look at you. And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. So sleep is a thing in our family. And in our family, it's mostly just me. Um, I think I don't do it well. I, it is something and it causes me. It causes me anxiety even going to bed. I'm like, oh, is it going to be a good night? Is it are we are we doing this? So it's a thing. I, and I sense it. And I know that's an issue that you have. And so today on the podcast, which is what you're listening to. And thank you for downloading this podcast. Oh my gosh. Thank you guys. And thank you for subscribing to this podcast, which by the way is super important. If you could just hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast, it's really going to help us out. But on today's podcast, we're really going to dive deep into all of our sleep issues. And I think Kim, you, I love you. I think you have a bigger sleep issue than most. <laughs> I think it's, it's so common, but, but I do know it, it's sleep is so important to my mental health. I mean, I've not been, uh, shy about talking about anxiety and depression. And I think when it is compounded 
um, when I don't get good sleep. And I, that's why, and you know, I just, I take it very, very seriously. That being said, you are going to hear us talk about some steps I've taken that have dramatically improved my sleep. And a lot of them um, we've talked about with Dr. Harriet Hansel, um, who's our physician and um, th- that it's like a diet and exercise change that have really, really helped. And I'm going to get into that. But today we're talking to Dr. Amanda Seavey and she is great. Yeah, give the bio. It's well, impressive. Well, she's a licensed psychologist and founder of Clarity Psychological Psychology Psychological. This is Wellness. one of my favorite parts of the oh show. Gosh. Is Kim reading words? I used to be a news it, person. <laughs> I used to be able to read words off of a teleprompter. Let's try again. Dr. Amanda Stevie is a licensed psychologist and founder of Clarity Psychological wellness offering psychotherapy and psychological assessment to adults couples and groups she um is very fancy she went to like <laughs> you're skipping e- some things there aren't well, you no, no. she went yep. to university she went to ut then she went to duke where she, they do basically do like their residency is ut texas or tennessee i think it is tennessee okay. I, well see in the south i say tennessee. probably ut okay sorry. yeah i'm sorry Let's move on. yep got it because um, i grew up in florida um and so she's just she's super fancy there you go and I mean, I should probably say more, but she's adorable. But here's the big thing. Like not only, I mean, she's speaking from as from professional experience, but also this is something she struggles with. So it's a big deal. And welcome, Dr. Amanda Seavey. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, well, thanks for coming in again. Uh, we are obsessed with sleep, or I have always joked that I don't have FOMO. I don't have a fear of missing out. I have a fear of missing sleep. <laughs> I like that. So, because sleep is so, so important. Back me up here, Penn. Uh, I think it's important too. I, um, you and I have such different sleep patterns mm-hmm. that like you, you think about it more than I do, mm-hmm. right? Because you're not as successful at it as I am. <laughs> I'm not. You're not. You're a very talented sleeper. I'm a very skilled sleeper, but that doesn't mean that I am um, a good sleeper for you. Yes. Okay. So we'll we can get, get in, into we're going to get that. into, yep. we're going to get into all that, but yeah. so, so what are you in your practice? Um, first of all, talk to us. I, I have so many friends that need medication to sleep, but that's actually not what you're saying. That's not where we should really be starting. Well, I think there are some cases where that is helpful, of course. However, there is a different option that's a behavioral treatment for sleep called cognitive behavioral treatment for insomnia. And it is the recommended first line treatment for insomnia now by all of the top health organizations, the American College of Physicians, the National Institute of Health, all of them say first line of treatment for insomnia is a behavioral treatment and so few people know about it. And what, so what does that treatment entail? So it, it is about an eight to 10 week process. You come in and you work with a a therapist, a psychologist, um, or someone who just knows this behavioral sleep health and you meet weekly, you talk about sort of what happened, you track your sleep, talk about what happened during the week and you get kind of a behavioral prescription, so to speak, where I say, this is when I want you to go to bed. This is when I want you to wake up. And this is what I want you to do in between when you can't sleep. Mm-hmm. And so you kind of follow all of these rules, so to speak. And um, what we see is that sleep improves dramatically. There have to be some people out there who just heard eight to 10 weeks and thought, are you kidding me? Yeah. For To learn how to sleep. Yeah. I mean, I mean obviously, uh, you've got the counter argument, which is uh, it's a third of our lives. Right. right. But that's a lot of that's intense. It's a lot. And and so meeting, you know, it's a, it's a, a demanding treatment. Now the good news is that once you're done, 
you know the treatment, right? Yeah. So you've got, it's not just something that, that I'm saying, this is what I want you to do, end of story. I'm saying, here's why, and here's how you would do it in the future. So whenever it comes up for you again, for the rest of your life, you have these tools to reach for. So when, when people come to your office and they have, you know, they're suffering from this really crazy, I can't sleep insomnia, what do you find, because it's behavioral modifications, like what do you find is the most successful part of that? Is it the journaling? Is it is it real life that's keeping them up? Is that what it is? It can be, but there's two questions to, to consider. One is what precipitates the insomnia? So what's the thing that's sort of like started all of this and what maintains the insomnia. So we do all of these things that keep us stuck. Like we, and they make sense. I get why we reach for them. I'm going to go to bed early tonight. I'm going to take a nap because I didn't sleep last night. And so yeah. when we do that, we actually keep us kind of stuck in this insomnia Wait, pattern. What? If you take a nap, well, I've discovered this, but I used to need naps all the time, but I, I made like wholesale changes to like diet, exercise, sleep. And if I nap during the day, um, then I couldn't sleep at night. Yeah. But I was so tired during the day that I needed a nap. Like it was this whole vicious, crazy cycle. Exactly. That's yeah. exactly it. So you can think about it like a, a piggy bank. So all of the time during the day that you are awake, you are collecting money. And then when you lay down at night, you have so much money to spend. But if you've napped, if you've slept in in the morning, then you have less money to work with. And so then, of course, you get, you know, not as, as great of a night's sleep that night and the whole cycle starts over again. Our doctor, Dr. Harriet Hansel, um, uh, calls it sleep hygiene. Mm -hmm. And so I have cleaned up my sleep hygiene. I still I still struggle more than 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 pen because the minute you know, we, we have a lot going on right now in our lives, which is all very exciting, wonderful stuff. And, but it, I get so like my brain, I get so jacked up mm -hmm. that I have trouble falling asleep. And then I've been up, I would say the last week I'm up at four 30 every day. Mm -hmm. And I, but that, you know what I mean? I'm like, well, I'm up, let's get to work, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, and so I, because I'm not around for that part, can you, he's <laughs> there, but he's like in seriously can, passed out. Right. Can, can you talk us through like, what exactly happens when you wait? I know I'm turning into Me? the doctor here. Yeah, but oh. I'm curious. Do, mm -hmm. do you wake up and immediately reach for your phone? Do you wake up and try to go to bed? Like what happens when you're, what happens there? And when I'm waking up at four, well, when at I four wake up, yeah. well, so I used to do the um, 2 a.m. Like every day at 2.18, I would wake up. Um, and I found I had, there was like a, there was a, um, a nutrition component to thing, I think too, cause mm -hmm. I was eating a, like a healthy snack at, you know, before bed. And then I had like a sugar crash, I think. And my, that was helping my doctor kind of help diagnose is like, no, stop eating before you go to bed. You won't have that sugar crash and won't wake you up. That kind of solved that 218 wake up. And then when I would do the 218 wake up, I would reach for my phone and I would sit there and like yeah. thumb through Instagram and watch pimple popping videos oh, for yeah. like an hour, an hour. I mean, just staring at the screen. So I stopped that. Uh, at 4.30, I wake up and I sit there. I don't reach immediately for my phone. Um, but I, I'm like, it's super dark out. Am I ready to get up? And, and I kind of do that. I try to go back to bed. I can't. And so I just get up and get to work. And I'm excited about the, some of the stuff we're working on. I'm like, okay, let's let's do. I know it sounds really weird, but that just helps me get everything done. You all, um, we should let her talk at some point. But you yeah. and I are just going to go back and forth here. I've got one more thing I want to tell you that I want you to fix us. Yeah, okay, right. that's why you're here. You're here to fix us, and it's not. Like, I don't think we're going to go to the eight week thing. Yeah, I think we're here. We're too busy. So I know 45 um, minutes. We got it. Yeah, exactly. So you, when something happens during the day, yeah, you 
I think you repress it a little bit. Like uh-huh. you don't really go bonkers about it. Like something great happens and you're kind of or bad or bad, especially, especially the bad. Well, I think it's both like, we, yeah. you know, something happens great for our family, like a video does really, really well, or we get a business deal that's going to, you know, allow us to continue to keep our lights on. And I'm like of the woo sense or something goes bad. I'm like, oh, man, sense. And Kim has this very even keel that she's adopted. And then it manifests itself at 214 a.m. Yeah. Does that make sense to you? It does, actually. Yeah, it does, because there there are a couple different things that can happen here, right? So one of them is that when we do other things in bed except sleep, our bed becomes a place where that can happen, right? Mm-hmm. Our brain makes these associations. And so, you know, it's like, um, you know, Pavlov's dog, right? You ring the bell and the dog starts to salivate. We get into the bed and our mind oh. starts to run. So if you're doing work in bed, I know you're not talking about anything sexy here. I, well, we but, do make an exception for that, yes, of course. Exactly. But uh, the, the other stuff. The yeah. other stuff. Yeah. When we are on our phone or when we allow ourselves to sort of sit and ruminate or think. So should I, instead of sitting, you know, getting, I, I mean, I love to go to bed early. I, so I'll get into bed at right. nine or nine 30, but then we will like, we'll watch a sh- We have, we don't have a TV in the room, but we have an iPad. And so we'll watch an episode of Parks and Rec because God forbid we try a new show. And, <laughs> and then, so you're saying just by doing something else there. And then that gets me thinking just by doing anything else, it's making me. It conditions yeah. you to do that there. So that, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And so if she were to get out and sit in a chair, even if the chair is like three feet away from the bed, does that make a difference? It does make a difference. It makes a big difference. And okay. it's even better if you can do it in a different room because we do right. make the association with a room as well. But I think that, yeah, you want to sort of save the bed, especially if you're a sensitive sleeper. Mm-hmm. Now, I, you know, I'm the same way. I'm a very sensitive sleeper. Whereas also my husband is not, he can yeah. sleep through anything. But if you are, you really want to protect that bed for being for sleep. Mm-hmm. The, the great thing that you're doing in the morning is that you're getting out of bed. Right. That's awesome. However, what I might suggest is that you try to do something that's a little bit less productive. Because what can happen is that when you get out of bed, either in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning before you really want to be waking up, then you give your insomnia a function. Ooh! Now your brain knows, well, we have a lot to do. This is a great time. Let's do it. Wakes you up and now you're, you're up. Right. And so if we can do something like read or some people color or paint or Watch Dr. Pimple Popper on Instagram well, for six sure, straight hours. It could, it could well, be. Or med- I, I'm like, I like, I'm going to meditate. And yeah, I, I, I haven't done that. I have like 47 <laughs> apps on my phone to, like reminding me to meditate, but I don't meditate. I should. Yeah. I know I should. Yeah. It's great. And it's something that you can do in the middle of the night. But anything that you have on your to-do list is really not a great idea if it's during a time that you really want to be sleeping instead. Okay. So... You mentioned to us that you actually, it's like, I'm not just the president of hair club for men. I am. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a client. Like, I'm a, so you've, you've been, t- that's a horrible reference. You've got a great <laughs> head of hair. She has a beautiful head of hair, but, guys. But, <laughs> but you've in fact got insomnia. I do. So I've had insomnia disorder for years and years and really, really struggled in different ways. So sometimes it's falling asleep. Sometimes it's staying asleep. Sometimes I'm up two hours, like yeah. you mentioned, um, before my alarm and can't go back to sleep. So, you know, it's something that I really relate to and I understand the struggle. Was that, was that what got you into this 
business? Like you had it beforehand when you were in, how old were you when it started? I mean, I, as, as far back as I can remember, I can remember being in third, fourth grade wow. and struggling to fall asleep at night. So this is something that has been a, a part of my life for a long time. So yes, absolutely. I, I learned about this treatment. I saw it working and I thought it was a miracle. <laughs> so, and, and so what's, what are the biggest changes you had to make? Cause by the way, are you a good sleeper now? I'm a much better sleeper now, but I am a, a sensitive sleeper. And so when I travel, I, you know, if I'm going to a different time zone, if I, you know, have a, a glass of wine at dinner, these things impact me probably a little bit more than they would most. And but that's probably like, what, 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 a, I hate to say what a gift in your job, but it kind of is like you can yeah, identify I, what's going on. I feel like it is. I mean, I do talk to people and I really I get it. I really get it. So um, I, I do think it is a gift in that way. And what are the changes you had to make? There are several. So so getting up at the same time every day is a big one. Um, for me, the biggest thing is I have to give up. I am one of those people that powers through everything and pushes through everything. And with sleep, it doesn't work. So I lay there and my my you know tendency is to just try harder. And then I'm just miserable. <laughs> and it doesn't it doesn't get me anywhere. So I just give up. So, you know, I have, uh, you know, bad nights here and there, like the night before you're, you're on a podcast <laughs> and you oh, have no. to did, get you, up. did we give you some anxiety last night? Like we yeah. were thinking, Oh my what? gosh, it was on my mind. And so I thought, okay, what am I going to say? And what do I want to cover? And Aww. my mind's going, I haven't showered. I mean, <laughs> like we, we put your mind at ease. We, yeah. Well, and it's, it's, it's all something that that's my, my tendency, right? Is that I sort of overthink things. And so, um, one thing that I do is sometimes I journal, I worry journal, mm -hmm. which is the is best it thing ever. Is actually called the worry journal? It is. It? I, okay. I love that. <laughs> it's a technique that they actually recommend for worriers where you spend 15 minutes sometime in the evening and on purpose you worry and that's all you do. And you promise yourself that you're going to do it every day. And so when worries come up or when, you know, my mind sort of gets going, problem solving, whatever it does, I think, well, it's not 515. It's not time for this. And so I redirect and I'm able to kind of say, I'll worry about this at 515 tomorrow, or I already worried about this. And I, I really sort of have that deal with myself and it's awesome. I love that. I'm going to institute the worry journal and that, like I'll worry from like 830. Do this at night or in the morning? I usually do it in the evening time. So not right before bed, but after the day has happened. So your mind is a little bit more. Yeah, active. I'm going to, I'm going to worry. I'm going to worry about this from 515 <laughs> to 530. And then I'm going to be done. Let's yeah. see how that works. I, exactly. Permission to buy and decorate the jacket of the worry journal. <laughs> Are you going to bedazzle it for me, honey? I don't know. I'm just laughing about it. Like it's going to be like a, a sad face, like one of those sad faces that, that they have. No, but I'm going to make it happy. Generic. Like, and that's where the worries can stay. And then I can't, I, I shouldn't worry about it at night because I've already worried about it. Well, you can certainly have something to anchor to when you're trying to redirect. And that's what it does for me. And I, I love that. So that's something that I do, but, but giving up is big. I just got out of bed last night. Mm -hmm. Like, all right, it's not happening. Let's go do something else. And then I was able to try again. So well, I'm sorry that we caused you this stress. So we here's, are not, yeah. don't, we're not worth stressing but, over. But for the rest of the show, we're going to let you focus on fixing us. Awesome. And that'll be better. The, I, I would say, what percentage would you say if people suffer from sleep problems? It is so, uh, to me, it seems so common, but maybe I'm, maybe it's just because it's me in my world. It's incredibly common. And I just saw a number recently that was something like 
40 million Americans who actually deal with some sort of sleep disorder. Now that includes sleep apnea and sort of other things aside from uh, insomnia, but it's really common. And I've seen range, you know, it ranges from 10 to 30%. Okay. That's a lot. So in terms of sleep hygiene, what are your stance on having the phone and having screens in the room? It's not ideal. Um, I mean, you know, it's not, uh, it's not going to be helpful because of the light that comes in and sort of messes with your circadian rhythm. And so bright light and blue light can do that. Um, And again, we want to leave the bed for sleep. So when you sort of enter into, you know, watching videos or watching TV, it can be problematic for someone who's a little bit more sensitive in their their sleep patterns. We did a podcast recently and where we talked, we just mentioned that, um, so Penn does snore sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so and sometimes I have kicked him out to the guest room mm-hmm. and, and everybody sleeps a little better because I'm not kicking him. And I'm, so what are your, what's your recommendation on sleeping in separate beds for those reasons? It's really common actually. I think I read somewhere like 30% of couples do not co-sleep because of sleep hygiene, because that they can't really sort of um, get on the same schedule or someone snores or has a CPAP. And so I think it's it's great if you can sort of arrange it together to have another space to, to go to. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to take her through just an evening with us because it's, it's interesting. The whole thing for me, it's interesting too. Like, I don't think I have that kind of sleep disorder, but I have things that I'm not crazy about that I wish were, were better when it comes to sleep. So let's start with this. Uh, I'm a heavy sleeper. Kim is a light sleeper. Mm-hmm. Kim is a early riser. I'm a night owl. So we don't go to bed at the same time. It just, and we don't wake up at the same time. Right. So that's, I, I know there are probably families who go to sleep and wake up at the same time and they, look like the Brady Bunch and they, we are not, we're not, we're not them. (laughs) Um, and so like my relaxation time is kind of right before I go to bed. And I would love to do that anywhere else in the house other than like, I would love to not make the bed my spot, but, um, Kim, my lovely wife, um, can hear anything. So if I'm Mm -hmm. turning a TV on anywhere, like it needs to, I need to have like headphones on. And if I walk in the door, even if it's, here's how quiet I am walking in the door. He's, he's moving the microphone right now, and trying to make making, noise. No, no, it's but that's how much noise it is. And he's trying to make noise right <laughs> that's now. That's how much noise I make. And then I tiptoe very gently into the But bathroom. then a light goes on in the bathroom. No, no, I, I close the door and I turn the light on and she can sense the crack mm-hmm. of light underneath the door. So she's a very light sleeper. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And so I tiptoe in. I'm like, I have to be, if I am going to stay outside, I have to be deathly tired. Sometimes even fall asleep somewhere so I can make my way in and just go to bed. Cause I can't just, it, I can't just shut it off. But once I shut yeah. it off, off, I'm off. Right. Yeah. And so I shut it off. And then generally one or two hours later, I feel a sensation in my lower back or butt area. <laughs> it's a heel. And where it, I'm just like, it's Whoa. a knee or a heel. Sure. Telling me to stop snoring. I understand that, by the way. Yes. I, I know snoring is a is a problem, and so a lot of times that happens right as I've fallen asleep, and it's that inception thing where you feel like you're um you're about to fall into a like like you're on the back two heels of a chair, mm-hmm. and it just scares the bleep out of you. Of course, yeah. And so for the for those when that happens, and again, I don't blame you, honey. I can't get to sleep for like an hour or two. Cause I'm so amped up by whatever it was like, I think her waking me up was part of the beginning of some kind of dream or, or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And my heart starts racing and I can't get it back down. So, um, wait, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. 
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. <laughs> well, Success. It could be really helpful to to sort of employ some techniques for either mindfulness or relaxation when mm-hmm. you're sort of getting your, your physiologically aroused in that moment, right? Your heart's racing, you have, right. your breathing speeds up maybe a little bit or your mind starts racing. So if, you know, during the day you can practice things like breathing techniques or doing a little bit of m- mindfulness meditation, sometimes that can help. Um, but if you are struggling to sleep, not laying there and trying to sleep, trying to sleep isn't a thing. Yeah. That doesn't work, right? I mean, it's falling asleep because it's completely passive. And the harder we try, the further away it gets, Which right? is why you can't ever go to sleep early for an early flight the next morning, right? Exactly. Like that's kind of the thing. Exactly. So I think, Penn, we have no good answer for you. But for how to go to sleep. I mean, I have little things that I do, but it gets boring. Like I try to name 100 Atlanta Braves. And I, and I, I always, baseball team. Yeah, and I always get to like 85 and by then I'm you just so exhausted. Atlanta Braves. Yeah. yeah I've, been, I've been watching baseball my whole life. Oh my God. And also I played this game like once a week. So I like, I, I, I think at some point before I went to sleep, I Googled it. Yeah. So, so I could what think is, of some more of them. What is the impact of, of poor sleep and mental health? It's a big deal. So we see that the insomnia and depression, anxiety, I mean, all of these things are co-occurring. We also see things like um, having more difficulty regulating our emotions. So we just feel more emotional, more Mm -hmm. raw. Um, And we tend to have more impulsivity as a result of, of not sleeping well. So, you know, it goes beyond just mental health as well. It's our immune system. It's our heart health and even reproductive health, honestly. So there's really, uh, it's far reaching all of the impacts of, of not sleeping. I think there's also this in the entrepreneurial world or even just the work world of like sleep when you're dead, hustle, hustle, hustle. And I, I don't subscribe to that at Sometimes all. Sometimes yeah. you self-impose that though. Um, I feel like. 
Yeah, for a hundred percent. But I, that I do, I, I do put, I, I, I value sleep. But for sure. Is there, but is there a, an hours a day that like people should aim for? Yeah, it's, you know, it's really individual. So I'll say that, but they do recommend that most adults get between seven to nine mm-hmm. hours. And, and really, um, we don't want to push ourselves beyond that. So getting too much sleep is problematic as well, actually. Mm. Well, I mean, is it just like sleep begets sleep? And if you just, you're so tired when you wake up, you just become more tired? Yeah, that's exactly it. And, and you know, people report things like headaches as an example of what can happen when you've had too much sleep. So you feel groggy through the day, just don't generally feel very good. Um, so, you know, you can listen to your body as far as what it needs. And it's usually for most people between seven to nine hours. Okay. But then there's that quality hours, right? Like I, I, yeah. I know this from books, like you can be asleep, but if you wake up, twice like you have to subtract you don't you don't know how much you're subtracting right you don't really Mm -hmm. know how long you're awake Mm -hmm. um i'm very blessed that i don't know what happened in my dna but when i'm out i'm out until someone nudges me um, yeah, nudges is a nice word. Now, what? No, so you do this cognitive behavioral therapy, which is fascinating, and I had not heard of it before. But there is a place for medications, and what? At what point should somebody seek medications or even herbal stuff like melatonin? Yeah, so I think there there's some interesting information out there about um, some of the herbal stuff, and you really have to do your research. And honestly, there isn't much research being done. So it's a big question mark. And so that's why I Mm -hmm. say, you know, be really careful with it, of course. Um, I think that, you know, what I see is people come to me after suffering with insomnia for 30 years. Mm. And so that's, that's just too long, right? Go see a doctor right away because you can do something in those early stages of, of struggling with sleep that will prevent you going into this place of chronic insomnia, which is a really, it's a different ball game out there. So if you can talk to your doctor, do so early and ask them about this treatment, because actually even physicians don't know, a lot of them don't know about this cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia. And and the definition of insomnia is just so we have it. Yeah. So it's struggling to fall asleep, stay asleep, or waking up earlier than intended. I have that. You have all three. I have all three. Congratulations. Um, and and I think I've, I think I've been handling it well, but it took like some, I had to make some really huge changes, yeah. including my diet. But what are, I mean, can you give us like the the three things that people should be doing if they're listening, they have besides besides calling and getting, you know, some help, but what what sort of things are you advising for people with insomnia? Well, I think if any anybody that's struggling, um, that uh there are a couple things that are I think gonna be potentially helpful. One is get up at the same time every day. Not together. Just you. Well, you and he just right. doesn't want to get up oh, at 5 a.m. Oh, dear God. I was right. like, no, don't make me wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, I, I got you. I Whatever got you. your time yep. is, make it consistent, right? The the brain doesn't know the difference between a Tuesday and a Saturday. Just because it's Saturday doesn't mean that we, you know, yeah. can benefit from sleeping in mm-hmm. and sort of trying to catch up on sleep. And so it's actually really, really helpful to pick a time. Okay. Get up at the same time every day. The good news is our, our son keeps us on schedule there. Yeah. We're good. Anything, he, what, he, what's next? I would add to that, get out of bed if you're not sleeping. So when you're laying there, tossing and turning, restless, trying to sleep, checking your your phone or, or what time it is, right? And then calculating out what, how long do I have left? It's really just not helpful. It's, it's usually causing stress and then more stress associated with the bed. So give up, get up yeah. and give up. Yeah. And then is there a time when you should 
say that's at two o'clock in the morning, you get up. Two o'clock in the morning. What? You just dropped an elevator. Go ahead. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm Do just trying to help out. Yeah, in I'm, the morning. I'm the one with the headphones on. Just let me know. Okay. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> you get out of bed at two o'clock in the morning? Absolutely. And then go back. Obviously. Yeah. You, I mean, you can try, give it 10, 20 minutes. If after 10 and 20 minutes, you're not asleep. Mm. get up and then you can stay up for a little while do something unproductive and then you can try again okay lay back down and then give it another 10 to 20 minutes get up again so you might be up and down all night but here's the good news we talked about that piggy bank collecting money each time you're out of bed awake you're collecting money and that's going to get spent somewhere and there's a really good chance it'll happen the next night yeah the next night and, it, and it's, I, I love the, the metaphor about Pavlov. Like it's, it, it's, it's conditioning, right? Mm-hmm. You, if you're out of bed, you're out of bed. If you're in bed, you're sleeping. Yeah. Exactly. So that's good advice. Yeah. I, I have a question um, just about, like you were talking about diet, just about stuff that people take. And we, I mean, melatonin, you've had some success with that, but it kind of knocks you out like big time. It gives time. me the makes craziest you, dreams. Yeah. yeah. Crazy yeah. dreams it. makes you groggy. Um, uh, more and more people are using, um, uh, oil and mm-hmm. uh, CBD oil. And I know, mm-hmm. look, I, I don't want to get in trouble here. I know that it's like the THC version is legal in a ton of States. It's not legal in ours, mm-hmm. but there's a hemp based formula that has like similar relaxing mm-hmm. functions. I feel like I'm hearing more and more about that. Is that something you've come across in your studies or that you have an opinion on? Yeah, I think it's one of those things. It's, it's always good to check with a physician. And I, I think that I'm seeing a lot of people using it and actually using it with some success, but of course, you know, that's a very small sample of people, right? We're talking about 30 people that I've talked to about this and we really need more research on it. So we need to sort of see what this looks like across a really large population. Um, but I am, I'm hearing good things. Um, and I'm of the opinion that something like that can potentially be helpful, but for the most part, these smaller things really are going to make a small difference. And what's going to make the larger difference is really this sort of schedule overhaul mm-hmm. and, you know, changing things like your wake up time and when you get out of bed in the middle of the night. And, and I'm, I'm assuming getting out of bed at the same time, also going to bed at the same time. Yeah. Less so than your wake up. Your wake up is really your reset button for the entire next day and night. And so that one more important, but certainly going to bed is going to make it more likely that you get what you need. At the same time, if you're not tired, if you're not sleepy, it's not a good idea to lay down and try to go to sleep. Again, we're caught in this loop of I'm not sleeping and now I'm frustrated and what's going on. And we're associating that with the bed. So yes and no, go to bed when sleepy, but also shoot for having a regular bedtime. It, it almost causes some anxiety of if I, if I haven't slept in a couple of days, yeah. I get some anxiety and about going, less, and I, going. I get some anxiety about mm-hmm. going to bed because I'm like, Oh yeah. Yeah. That's really common. Mm-hmm. And so bed becomes this dreaded place or bed, uh, yeah. bedtime becomes this dreaded time. And so what we're trying to do is kind of like break that association a little bit. Um, and that can be helpful. When you're looking at the Venn diagram of people who have anxiety and people who have insomnia, how closely overlapping is it? Is it a hundred percent? It's not quite a hundred percent because what is possible is that you can have anxiety, you can be stressed out and sleep well. That's one of those myths that's out there that Uh I think prevents people from actually reaching out and getting help because they say, well, I just need to sort of like relax. I just (laughs) need to. I saw a meme like never in the history of humanity has 
anybody who has been told to relax ever relax. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. And so, yeah, that's, that's, you know, a myth that's out there that I've got to deal with my stress before I can deal with my sleep. You can be stressed, you can be anxious and you can sleep well, but there, yeah, I do see a lot of people who come in where they are quite anxious and it's hard to tell which came first. Right. And I, I think that 100% of the time, if I have not slept well, I am more anxious. Uh-huh. I'm super moody. Even yesterday, Lola, this is our first full week back of school. Yeah. Lola made a sports team. So she goes from school all day and then to a, directly to a sports practice until like 5, 5.30 and then it's homework. And, it, and at some point last night, it was like nine o'clock. I'm like, get into bed. And she's like, I know. And she's like, start crying. And she's like, I'm just so tired. And it's just yeah. like the emotions of just being a new school year, like all that stuff. I'm like, girl, I feel you. Because yeah. I will have like, I'll have a breakdown. I'll get really emotional, I'll get super anxious. And then it's like this crazy, crazy cycle. What does and has helped me is the Getting out of the bed at the same time, maybe not 4.30, but getting out of bed at the same time, exercise mm-hmm. is huge during the day. Even if I'm, yesterday I forced myself to exercise even though I was so painfully tired, but I knew I needed to sleep. And then I have basically, if I want to sleep well, I cannot drink. I cannot have a drink, glass of wine. Yeah, like, yeah. and it's weird. Red wine is the worst one oh, for I you, right? For it, that's me, like the opposite. For red wine, knocks me out. If man. I and it's, if I go out to dinner on a Friday night and I have and we're with great friends and I happen to have two glasses of wine, forget it. I will not sleep at all. And I just yeah. know, I'm like, I'm drinking this, what and when you, I don't, when yeah. I'm not sleeping, this is why. Yeah. Two is not good. What if you get to like? 10 <laughs> different set of problems right that's a different different because then i'm at a karaoke sleep, bar yeah, yeah, you. and then i'm picking a song <laughs> and at that point it's like we, i mean we did that recently not 10 glasses of wine but i was we were with our friends Paige and jake yeah we stayed and i was like right. you know what? let's make some bad decisions let's yeah. stay up too late let's sing karaoke let's like maybe you know serve ourselves a few more cocktails than we would normally have but i knew i wasn't gonna sleep and i was gonna feel terrible the next day but i knew why? But and I feel like how. you did sleep. You just felt terrible the next day. Oh, that's I, not yeah, worth it. That's not worth it. And and also yeah. you made weird noises in your sleep. Kim <laughs> he says I snore. So here's Kim's. You ready for Kim's snore? Yeah. Mm. I'm hum. Isn't that cute though? <laughs> mm. it's no, not. it sounds like it's there's creepy. someone like coming to get you. It's like, creepy. It's, not, it's weird. I'm sorry. Honey. It almost sounds like you're self soothing. See. Wait got, a like, second. See. Maybe, maybe she did the, she did the C shrug like yeah. the, mm-hmm. she's like, and drop she the did mic. the mic drop shrug. <laughs> yeah. No, do you recommend diet? I mean, I, it, it is a hundred percent work for me and I've cut some stuff out of my diet, all that, but is that something that is a part of your therapy as well? I definitely talk to people about what they eat just because what you eat before bed, especially when you eat, like you were mentioning. Um, and then actually, you know, your circadian rhythm is, is tied to digestion. So mm-hmm. Anything that we can do to have some some consistency, some some scheduling during the day, I think that that helps with sleep at night. So, yeah, I, yeah it's certainly something that I want to talk to everybody about. Mm-hmm. Like you keep talking about routines and, right? and that being important when it comes to sleep and everything. Yeah. It is impossible for us to have a routine. Yeah. We have that kind of job where we just kind of spring to action and then we stop. Yeah. And, and so I'm glad that you're here because everything you're talking about, those are little tiny micro routines that are outside of work mm-hmm. that we may actually be able to somehow install. Right. Yeah. Don't you think? So, uh, so tell us, tell us, educate us, fix us. What's our, what, what is an ideal sleep routine? 
Well, it's different for everybody, of course, because, you know, your schedule is what your schedule is. And so we have to try to build around that, which I think is why it's great to work with somebody who, you know, individually, because they can sort of talk with you about what your demands are and that sort of thing. But I do sort of try to ask people, are you a night owl? Are you a morning person? What's the demand going to be in the morning? And then we, we work backwards. We set your wake up time and then go backwards from there. If your body's not sleeping eight hours, it's not a great idea to get into bed eight hours before you want to wake up. Get into bed sort of when you think you're tired enough and what your body is going to actually use. And then if you're not getting enough sleep at that point, then your body will start to use the time more efficiently. And then you can extend from there how much sleep that you're getting. So quality first, quantity second. Mm, that's okay. Mm. I'm, but I'm, I'm afraid I'm not going to get into bed until like 1130 is my issue. That might I mean, happen yeah, to, for starters. Yeah. But then I, I think exactly. what she's saying is yeah. this is, this is like um, trying to do a pull up, which you're doing in right. your life right now. Like when you first do it, you can shrug your shoulders and that it, that's it. Then you use your little band, which you're using now. And by the end of the year, you're going to be doing a pull up in your sleep. <laughs> Exactly. That's it. That's a great metaphor because we are talking about building, right? We're building sort of um, into a a better routine for you. Um, But yes, if you're struggling with sleep, that might be what you do. If you're sleeping great, it's a little bit different, right? You just think about, you know, healthy habits before bed and sleep hygiene. If you're struggling with sleep, then we want to do something more like that. Okay. I feel, I feel content with all of this. Yeah. This was really useful. Is there anything else we're missing? Um, You can look at your sheet. She brought notes. Yeah. She brought brought notes. You haven't looked at that though. Like this entire time. I got to tell you, you've been, you've been off book this whole time. This is what I do every day. It is, it is ingrained in me. You can do it in your sleep. I can't. (laughs) Oh God bless. Exactly. That's exactly it. He thinks he's so And unfortunately, sometimes I do. That's right. That's the problem. Well, I mean, I certainly think catching up on weekends is is one of those things that's really common and doesn't tend to help most people. Yeah. So let's ask about this. Can you catch up on weekends? Not really. So we can a little bit, but essentially what happens is that what our bodies do naturally is get more deep sleep when we haven't had enough sleep previously. Mm -hmm. But what we try to do is say, well, I only slept five hours. I'm going to sleep 12 tonight or I'm going to sleep in a couple hours. And that doesn't really work. What about so our daughter is 12 and just the way the 12 year old's biology works, she is she is a sleep champion. Mm-hmm. So she will sleep on weekends and we just let her sleep. Is that for kids? Is that kind of the th- just let them sleep? Well, I think so. I think if it's if it's working, if what she's doing is is working for her, then absolutely. Right. But, and that's true for adults. But the transition too. back into I know we're still on the new school year, but I, I had to wake her up the other weekend at like 11. I'm like, girl. We got in during the school year yeah. at seven. So I, I probably need to keep her weekend wake up times a little more structured. Well, you can kind of pay attention on Mondays and Tuesdays and see what's happening. And, and Oh, and it's a disaster. I believe it. Yeah. <laughs> it would be for me. But certainly you want to ask and, and see, is this is this working? Because there's a good chance that what you can experience is similar to jet lag. Yeah. You know, because you've been on a different sleep schedule for two days and then you start over two days later and it's, you know, a big cycle that you get into. Okay. Oh, I know a question I want to ask. Let's do it. So once a year I have a guy's trip uh-huh. um, and it's really fun mm-hmm. and we go, it's coming, up. We go, it's coming up. And so it's a Friday and Saturday night and those nights I stay up late. 
and yeah. I have fun. I have an awesome time, right? Yeah. When I get back on Sunday, I try to go to sleep. I try to go to sleep at a decent hour, and I have an experience that I call oh. being visited by the devil. <laughs> so, he's like, I'm being visited by the devil right, right now. So it's like, it's like, it's, it's like, it's like 2 a.m. and he's still awake. Right. Well, yeah. I try to go to bed at 10, and then the, there's this, this, the devil's floating over me, like, why are you going to bed now? Last night you were up until 3 a.m. Yes, mm-hmm. and you were singing you karaoke. And I should be tired at this point. I should be exhausted after what I've done the last two days. And I am tired, but I can't go to sleep. So could you maybe give me a medical explanation of the devil? Well, it sounds like a little bit of jet lag, right? Your circadian rhythm has moved a little bit. It's shifted. Uh huh. And so then when you try to go to bed, it's like being, you know, in Europe for a week and you try right. to go to sleep on, on that time and your body's right. And he's going to do right. it. His trip next is in London. So he's going to be, oh, all it's going to be literal and figurative. And also, but like, I think also the devil is telling me like, this will all get easier if you just have a glass of wine. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't want to have a glass. I had a bunch of glasses of wine. Yeah. And that's what the devil's telling me. Yeah. Well, it's very funny. That's another component that's important because for a lot of uh, people, Drinking actually helps them fall asleep, mm-hmm. but it prevents deep sleep. It, yeah. it limits oh. deep sleep. And so you you feel like you're sleeping better. Actually, you're sleeping worse. worse. Yeah. Oh. And so that could be a component to this as well is, you know, that's not helping even if it feels like it's helping. I'm just, it's, I mean, I mean he's I, not going to do on any, a, he's not yeah. going to, you know, modify his behavior at all, but, yeah. but you just know, <laughs> sometimes it helps me like, I just, I know it's going to suck, but if I know why it's sucking, I can kind of talk myself off oh, the that's ledge. that's interesting. Yeah. So, but I'm like, yeah. okay, this is why I can't sleep. I can't sleep because I had two glasses of wine. Was it worth it? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. So, and then sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. And that's why, honestly, I drink a lot less because I just need to sleep better, which is no fun. I, I loved, I love a glass of wine at night, Yeah, but I, I don't really anymore unless it's like a weekend so, or out to dinner. I, I mean, I'm not trying to encourage you to drink more. That's not a good thing, but I think that you may be able to enjoy more things that you enjoy if you work on that other stuff that we talked about earlier in this podcast. But I know for me, though, it's I just think for you. It's yeah. just for me. I wouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not going to say it to ev- for everybody, but just for me. It yeah. Works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, and I think, too, to 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 go back to kind of thinking about what happens when you've been staying up later, you've had a big night out is try to stick to your schedule the next morning. Yeah. And so when you get oh, back yeah, get from early. a trip, yeah. go ahead and get up because, I mean, you're not going to feel great. Right. I, I talk yeah. about take your loss as soon as you can. So yeah. go ahead and get up. Go about your day, know like, well, I don't know what today's going to be like. I might not feel great. But the next night, you're going to have collected more money for your piggy bank. And then when you lay down, there's a higher chance that you are going to fall asleep. And so it might take a couple days of that. But actually, that that I think would probably be your best bet. Yeah. And I like just suck it up. Just one day of suck. I like yeah. it. Um, well, <laughs> you're okay. thank you very, very much for Absolutely. coming in. I really appreciate it and sleep well, everybody. <laughs> oh Where can people find you? Uh, you can go to claritypsychologync.com or I'm now on Instagram. I'm very hip. What? I know. Stop. It's at Raleigh psych well. Psych well. Love it. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for having me. And, and thank you, you for, sorry. What, you go. I'm I was going to say thank you for listening to the Holderness Family Podcast. Our Instagram is at the Holderness Family. Or if you'd like to check out mine, it is at double chin pentagram. He just Long takes story. double chin pictures. So yeah. go check that out. Okay, bye. Pump it up date, Karen. Okay.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.